Welcome to episode 29 of About Nashville with Mike Rogers. That would be me, the honky-tonk hitman Mike Rogers. Uh, it took a minute to nail down the scheduling for this uh, interview today, uh, but it was, it was, we, we had scheduling conflicts on, on both sides, but I'm really glad I got it. Um, today's guest is comedian, actor, and podcast host, Jesse Case. Um, Jesse was uh, showcased on the, the TV show Last Comic Standing, and he is the host of not one but two very popular podcast on iTunes. Um, the one that uh, he does in LA, he does with his buddies, uh, and it's called Probably Science. And uh, the other one he hosts here alone in Nashville, and it's called Jesse versus Cancer. Uh, Jesse had been uh, making a name for himself in, in LA as a stand-up comedian when he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So he, he moved back home here with his family uh, to seek treatment. Uh, but he's a fighter, and he he kicked, he kicked the shit out of his ass cancer, and and when he he just he recently he just beat it into remission. So uh, I don't know the way the way that I just said that it sounds like he kicked his own ass. But what uh, I guess well I guess in a way he did. But what I'm trying to say is is, is his podcast should be called uh, Jesse Beat Cancer uh, now because that's what he did. He beat cancer. Uh, he's already back to doing comedy again, and um, he just did uh, uh, Doug Benson's podcast over the weekend called uh, Doug Loves Movies. Uh, so he's He's uh he's he's back in it, and I was glad to have this talk with him. Um, I made my comedy debut last night in Nashville. Uh, I opened for the uh, actual finalist of the TV show, The Last Comic Standing, uh, Tim Northern at Douglas Corner. And uh, this is a, a quote from Tim Northern uh, uh, verbatim: uh, "Mike went out there throwing punch after punch, just like a boxer, and beat the shit out of the crowd." Um, Holly, I got to ask you: uh, Does that? Does that mean I did good? You kicked butt. But 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 when he says I threw punch after punch just like a boxer and beat the shit out of the crowd, that could also mean I put them to sleep because I knocked them out. <laughs> no 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 no, it was awesome. It was it, awesome. It was crazy. It, it was. I mean, you did not seem nervous. You you appeared to have done it before, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's an entertainer. So, you know, this is why he's so comfortable with it. Yeah, I don't know. I really, it was, I, I, I tell you what, I have a completely, just this whole process and, and doing all of that, and, and especially after having talked to so many comedians, I have, a, I have a completely, you know, I've always respected the craft. I've always, you know, admired the craft from afar and been a fanboy of comedy, but I have a different perspective of what the comedian goes through as they're preparing for their show and, and what they're feeling when they're up on stage. And, and uh, it, it, it was n- different than I thought it would be Did completely. Did you just say a fanboy? I was a fanboy. I still am a fanboy. What's a fanboy? Meaning I love me some comedy. <laughs> fanboy. Yeah, it sounds like a superhero, don't I? <laughs> oh, no, it is. <laughs> My name is Hawking like. Talk Hitman. I'm a, I'm a fanboy. I'm on Marvel Comics. No, I probably yeah, have to pay for funny. that now. But no, having been there, mm-hmm. I can actually say for all of the listeners if he ever hits the road you better go and see him he is funny you so you silly no, if i ever hit the road yeah, i'm gonna go jack, punch i'm gonna go punch it right in the middle of the street just <laughs> I hit the road <laughs> hit the road jack no it was good it really was I, it, 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 uh okay well i appreciate that thank You're, you very much i, I was waiting i i, I, I thank you thank You're you I, I need to learn to take a compliment That's i appreciate right. that it, but it was it was uh uh, definitely a different form of entertainment. You know, I've done acting, I've done uh, music, I've right. uh, been an athlete, and, right. and and stepping up and doing stand-up comedy, you, it just, you are so bare 
naked. I mean, think about this for a minute. <laughs> well, 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 think about this for a minute. Because like when, when, you're, when you're acting, very rarely do you ever like just sit there and act by yourself. Right. You right. know, you're, you're always with somebody. You're always, you're always working and, you know, uh, playing off of somebody. And, right. and when, when, you're, when you're playing with a band, uh, you know, you, you, got, you got your band members behind you. So, if you, right. you know, you, right. you can always, there's that, you know, ebb and flow or what I don't know. But, but, but here's the thing. When you're on stage doing stand-up comedy, it's just you and them. And it's, I get it. And it's, I get it. it's like, I get it. Cause I, I was, I was so scared that I was just going to go blank. I was just, I was like, I'm, I'm going to forget everything I wrote. Did you forget anything? Because if you did, yeah. you couldn't I, tell. Oh, no, um, it wasn't that I forgot it. It's just that because I was getting the response that I was getting, I, you know, and I'm so inexperienced right. that I felt like I, I felt like I uh, rushed over some parts gotcha. and, gotcha. and and i and, and so the, yeah there was a couple of, of jokes and the bits that i kind of missed and and uh you know this is due to the fact that you know it's my first time right you know, and and uh hell i mean who who you know somebody was like well did you film it are you gonna put it up i'm like no, no absolutely positively not uh uh and and probably never will and and, and that would that would be like losing your virginity and filming a porn all in the same night <laughs> Like, who would want to watch that? It'd be like, hello, my name is Mike Rogers. Would you bring my pizza? And, I, ah, and, so, and the thing's over. Okay, so you lost your virginity last night. I did. I lost my comic cherry, my and proverbial we were comic all cherry. there to watch it. On stage as I was humping it, like, just, <laughs> yes, give me this, give me this comic cherry. I need it. Yeah. It's it, funny. It's, but speaking of comics, um, Gene Wilder. I know. Yes. I know. Suck? Eighty-three yeah. years old. Well, he's up there with Gilda Radner now. So and, and Richard Pryor. What about Richard, Richard Pryor? Him and Richard Pryor were like th- those were comedic duos. Oh, oh I, I didn't know what you meant. I'm like Richard Pryor's been dead for a long no, time. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. Well, you no. meant he's he's with Richard yes, Pryor? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're 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 on yeah. Absolutely, they, they did some great movies in the eighties. Yes, yes. Um, and, and and I tell you that it kind of cracked me up though because. Toward the, you know, I fell in love with the Richard Pryor of the 70s. Right. That was a right. dangerous Richard Pryor. That was, that was, that was me, That was yeah. a dangerous Richard yeah. Pryor, man. That was yeah. dangerous. <laughs> he was dangerous. And then by the time, I, and it was so, I was so messed up because, uh, you know, I was still a kid, but right. I was a kid that knew that Richard Pryor. And then, you know, in the early 80s, he started putting out these movies, even with Gene Wilder. Right. And, and, but then he started, like, they even started becoming like Disney movies, like, like the toy and yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. What did they do to Richard? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what have they done to the, my man? What did they turn him into? <laughs> what have they turned him into? You know, it, it, the same happened to Eddie Murphy. Yeah. When you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Uh, it. You know, he he went from doing, you know, raw yeah. to yeah. doing Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened? He did. <laughs> you know? He did. But needless to say, you know, it was it, it was a loss in a comic world. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I love Gene Wilder. And, and uh he uh, he he will always be Willy Wonka to me, man. Right. For sure. Right. For sure. Yeah, that was his biggest role. So, uh, tell me about your trip you got coming in. Oh my goodness. Tell me what's what what what, what's, what are the plans? What do, what do you have planned? Right. You're going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. And going to Vegas. Yeah. You gonna leave it there? Everything? Whatever you do, you gonna leave it in Vegas? Hopefully, I Just can come. Don't leave your wallet. Them. <laughs> whatever you take to Vegas, what is it? What is it? Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Is right. that what it is? Yes. Whatever happens in yes. Vegas stays in Vegas. Then why yes. did my first marriage stay there? <laughs> you got married in Vegas. I did. I did. I got married in How Las cheesy. Vegas. Did it you dress was up like Elvis. 
Uh, neither I you know there's so many places I could go with that but no it wasn't like it was I did I got married in Las Vegas the very the very first time and and, uh, uh, it was crazy so anyway so I don't have well we do have plans we have plans we only really have one night planned and that's Friday night we're gonna do some club hopping and then end up at the strip club but other than that we don't really have a whole lot planned you don't have anything planned that's the only who else going who else really going who else going with oh you to las gosh. vegas it's probably like 20 of us really yes it's my brother's birthday and it was my brother-in-law's birthday my okay. sister's planning it for him so we always we always do things big because my family's so big so we try to say we need a diet maybe <laughs> we need to cut back on having children that's what that what's means. causing all that <laughs> what the hell's causing all that I don't, I don't know, but it's going to be a good time. How many children? How many children are we talking about? Oh my, my grandparents had thirteen children. Thirteen. Each one of their children at least have thirteen four children. children. At least four, from four to eight. Thirteen children. Hell, you shouldn't be Holly Ridley. You should be Holly Rabbit. <laughs> I only have two. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying because y'all, you know, it's like rabbits. I know. You know you're going out there and making babies. I know. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Nolan. You know, it's like I like I like the trying. It's the being successful that isn't so much fun. It's like oh, we won! No, <laughs> oh, dang! <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like you you want to try? You want make baby? Sure, let's try. Let's try. Come okay, on, that's you know. funny. It, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, a man. I'm giving you a man's version. Like we 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 hey. like the trying part. I, I it's the, it was when we get successful, we get scared. But but the, you know, and then that's funny too because my sister and her. Like I said, she's planning it for her husband. Mm-hmm. And like right now, she's going to kill me for putting her business out there, but I don't really care. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> they're kind of going through this back and forth thing. And they uh-huh. have they have four four children. Let's see. Hold on. Let me think about this on three. They have five children. Five. Five children. Oh, my God. Okay. So right now, they're like on the fence about whether or not they're going to stay together. Mm-hmm. So what they do, she she has a house and she's, mm-hmm. she's always had a house and then he has a house, mm-hmm. which was their house. So right now she's living in her house and they only see each other on the weekends. What? Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, you send the kids away, uh-huh. but you see each other on the weekends. Yeah. What kind of crazy freaking relationship is this? You know this? what's going to happen, don't you? And then she comes back and she loves him on the weekends mm-hmm. and they're all like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's gonna happen? Don't no you? more damn kids. Uh-huh. Baby number six. You watch. <laughs> you watch. Baby number six. It's gonna. Ha- it's gonna happen. No, well, we decided we're that. not gonna get a divorce because we did. We did. We got it. We got another baby coming along. No. Can't. Can't. Can't leave like that. No, it, it, they it better not. My mom's gonna kill him. Well, your mom ain't in bed with him. <laughs> we hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so who all? Who all's going? Who all's going to Vegas? Well, who all's like in- my brothers and sisters, which is four of us. Cousins, uh, I mean, just how many people are we talking? I'm here? telling you, about twenty or twenty-five people. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. You're gonna be on the same plane? No, no, no. Some of us get there tomorrow. Some of us get there the following day. But we all come back on on the holiday. What day are you Monday. flying in? I'm going Thursday. Look at you! Oh, I freaking wow. get there at six o'clock in the freaking morning. W- well, that's when most people are going to bed. I know, right? You know, I I was uh, last time I was in Vegas. I stayed up for forty-eight. Hours straight. <laughs> what did that do to you mentally? Um, 
Um, it didn't do anything to me mentally. It killed me financially. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, chasing good money after bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, that's the bad thing about Vegas. And I'm planning on, do- I don't plan on doing a lot of gambling. Okay. I really don't. I, what, what's I your game? Don't. What's your game? I do it. I play everything. Everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like. Poker. I play slots. I play blackjack. I play, I play everything. Roulette. I just, I just play everything. I play poker once. Just once. Well, that's why I got married in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> poker with your wife. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I play poker once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so so um, so y'all gonna have you gonna go to any shows or anything? No, we don't plan on. We want to go see Britney. Whoa! And this is, but hold on. This is this is my cousin who's married I'm to Britney, my bitch. No, who's who's married to my cousin you want to see the midget britney so, <laughs> do they have one yeah they got the, the whole the, the, they have a whole celebrity show with nothing but celebrities that look just like the real celebrities but they're midgets really I swear to god really yes ma'am so how really, really? so j-lo i would go and see her but midgets normally have an ass the size of hers anyway i don't think so. we're, like i I think we're doing something politically incorrect here. Cause Midget, little people. Little people. That's, That's what right. we should be saying, right? I think so. Because that, that would be like me calling you colored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think so. I think so. Yeah, you're it's, right. Uh, it's right. like that I'm not using you're the right. right terminology here, right? Right? I think I felt some type of way when you said that. <laughs> That's how they feel. We should say little people. <laughs> little little people. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because we don't need any hate mail we from little people. We that would be. That would be. T- we apologize. Please pray for me. Pray for me. Don't 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 hate me. Do not hate me for these awful things I say. Just pray for me. Yeah, you need. Just pray it. for me. You need it. Um. Uh. Yeah. For sure. So you gonna need it. You gonna need to be prayed for in Vegas. Why? Because some um, you don't bring nothing back. Don't bring anything back. Don't bring anything back. Remember, you're supposed to leave it all there. Like? Leave it all there. Now, if I get money, I'm going to bring Except for your money. Back. Don't leave your money there. What What else is there to bring back? I, I don't know. Just, I just... Like an STD or something? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you just jump. <laughs> I'm just saying, what the hell can I bring back? I don't know. I don't know. But you're supposed to... Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So whatever is there, stay. Well, let I don't it stay. know if you can leave a STD in Vegas. That's probably very true. That is probably very, very true. All right. Um, let's get on to this interview with Jesse Case. Let's do this thing. The honky tonk hit man. Welcome to About Nashville with your host, the honky tonk hit man, Mike Rogers.
Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You see, pa? <laughs> boom. 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 Just like that. It was boom, boom. All right. Yeah. Boom. Cool. So how you feeling? Are we going? Yeah, we're going, man. We're on? I'm good, man. I'm good. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm, um, you know... Drove out here uh, to your your amazing house. Everything's monogrammed. <laughs> it's my wife. My Why wife. is everything? I, I don't know. I don't. My wife. She's like into that shit. She's like like everything is mon. Even like she wants to put the shit on my shirts and stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not cool. Now you is know? it is it actually monogrammed or did she just find a bunch of stuff with an R on it? Like is it is it one of those things like when you buy keychains at a gas station you find your name? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Right. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you're right. It's it's kind of like that. Okay, because I don't know how monogramming works. What do you mean? You don't know how monogramming works? Well, I mean, I, I, I've never had anything monogrammed. So what? Uh, what do you mean you never had anything monogrammed? I've never felt the need to have my initial printed on a thing. I, uh, I'm not against that. I'm not against monogramming. That's what I'm saying. Is I. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where, where's this going? Nowhere. I'm saying, I'm saying, I just, I just don't know how one purchases a monogrammed product. I guess that's what I mean. Okay. And why, why, okay, so let's back up for a second. All right. Uh, I, I, got, I think I'm having a technical issue here. Okay. So I got this on multi-channel, right? You, okay. you know this, you're familiar with this thing? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, it's a H4N? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so we should be seeing two tracks right now, right? I mean, I, we hear uh, right. my voice, but. We hear your voice, we hear my voice. Um, I'm freaking, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like retarded with this stuff. No, no, it's okay, man. See, see, yours is like, it's bah. You, you can hear yours really well. Uh, right. And, I, and I'm, I think I should be coming out on this one. And it is. Yeah. And ain't done it. Yep, because that's just me yep. going on right it's there. It's just you going on okay. right there. Hold on, hold on. Is it coming through now? Yeah. Wait a minute. How did what did you what did you just do? I'm a genius, man. You're a freaking rock star. What I'm the a genius, heck? dude. What, what the fuck did you? Was it just like a uh, bad connection or something? I think so. Yeah, I just touched it. Just <laughs> I seriously just touched it, and it was like it was like all right. You might. <laughs> I don't know. It likes me more. Well, fuck you, man. I know it likes I, me more. Every, you know, hell. I, 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 okay, I'm I trying to find a joke there, and I'm just. Stunned. Anyway, we'll start. All right, so let's do it. You, I, you know, let's do you it. You went. There's oh, God damn. There's so many different places that I can start with this that I want to because I know a lot about whatever, you now. All right, whatever, and, whatever and, you want. Uh, um, I want to tell you a story that that's why I got inspired to reach out to you. And, let's and, do it. And, and so you'll know what's where I'm coming from. Yeah, man. Um, so in 2014, um, uh, that was when I saw uh, Mark Marin. Do the interview with uh, Vince Vaughn here in Nashville. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you remember that or not. It was, I wasn't in town, but that, that for the Wild West. The Wild West Fest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Did you ever perform at that? Uh, yeah, this last year. Okay. Um, and I didn't know what the hell podcast was. Sponsored by our friends at Miller Lite. Miller Lite, everybody. <laughs> the <laughs> boxed wine of beer. Um, Cardo. The, the, <laughs> the one. Yes, yes. Um, the. <laughs> <laughs> the La Croix of beer. There you go. Um, Miller Lite, sponsoring the Wild West Comedy Fest. Um, <laughs> By Chad. By so, so okay, you were uh, you saw that? Yeah, and, and so I, you know, and I, I struggle because I'm not an audio guy, and uh, I couldn't figure out, and I, and I, I tried to, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I, bought, I got this piece of equipment right here on my desk that's supposed to be able to help me do uh, uh, phone interviews. 
and um, I've never once used it because I don't. Even, I don't. I'm just not. I need. I don't know that. I just, okay. Anyway, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm really I know, going off track. Well, so. no, I know the people listening can't see the piece of equipment on <laughs> your desk, but that is a lava lamp. Or that I'm sitting in and, my underwear. Yeah, so. right. And I don't know why you have a lava lamp and think that can help with phone interviews. And you've been you've been sold a bad product. Damn it! I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have bought that high. I know. Damn it! Um, I know. So no. Um, 20, let's see, it was um, October, begin of, end of September, I got real sick. Okay. Very, this is a 2014? Yeah, I still, no, this is tw- uh, 2015. Okay. And I, I, quit, I d- didn't do the podcast. I, I gave up on the uh, whole idea of it. And uh, I just knew I wanted to do something creatively. I just didn't know what it was. Uh, right. You know, I'd done country music. I'd been a professional boxer. I'd, uh, I've, act, I've, perf- I've been an actor before, as right. I know you have. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I just, I wanted to do something creative again, but... I just I just kind of let it go to the wayside, and then I got really really sick uh, at the uh, end of September. Okay. And uh, I went into the hospital. I w- was in there for a pneumonia um, for a week, a solid week. Yeah. Um, and they did all kinds of tests and stuff. I lost like forty pounds. Yeah, man. Uh, I was very very sick. Um, and uh, I get it. I, I didn't know what was going on. I was getting yeah. weak, and yeah. um, and I was freaking out and. Um, they took some tests and stuff and didn't find anything. Oh, oh. So I get out of the hospital and they say, now that your lungs are better, we need to do a some kind of test. I believe it was a CT cat, uh, test. And, and we need to look at your lungs a little right. better. And it's like, okay, let's do, let's do that. So they went in there. Was and, the breathing hard and everything during that? Uh, I, had, yeah, I was on, I was on uh, oxygen. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I, was, I was bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, I, I still got the call I still got it recording uh, wow. uh, because he said call me when as soon as you get this it was my doctor and I called him back and he said look we see something on your lung uh, we need to do and this was the day before Thanksgiving right um, uh, we see something on your lung I'm like oh god I'm, I'm like skipping all of it no no man I, I really want to hear it um, um, I went and actually no that is right so it was the day before Thanksgiving they go in and they do a biopsy on my lung and uh, were you awake for it uh, no, I don't think or were so. you? I think I was so drugged up that, uh, no, nah, I know I was drugged up because they, they had to stick this thing. They had to go all the way down. Went, okay. Right. Yeah. Because um, bi- biopsies are the weirdest if you're like awake for them. It's uh, cr- I don't remember. It's, it. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't remember. Any of it. I, the worst part of that biopsy was getting the, the, the thing down my, uh, the, uh, they stuck something in my throat. They numbed it up and then they stuck it in hey, my throat. Hey, that's college, bro. So damn it! Why do you have to remind me of that shit? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so I, I waited for the results, and that's the worst part about those kind of tests. It's like, of course, hey, let's find out about the shit, and, and of course, wait, let's just fucking make you wait. And I'm like, okay, you're right. So, and they come back, and they're like, it's inconclusive. So we, we we don't really know what we've got here yet. And I'm like, okay, so wow. we didn't really think much about that until. On December the seventh, I'll never forget it. Uh, I woke up. I had a, a, a meeting to go to that day, and um, I was feeling weaker than normal. Uh, okay. And I did a breathing treatment, and all of a sudden I start freaking throwing up everywhere. Um, I, I was dizzy. I couldn't walk. I'm like trying to take a shower. Right. Uh, and, and my wife was there, and she when I got out of the shower, she screamed because I was blue. My lips were blue. I was sick. I fell I, I down. Uh, she took my temperature. It was like 100 and 304, something like that. So I think that means affection or something like that. But but uh, yeah, they ended, she ended up taking me to the hospital. And I'll never forget in the car because I didn't want to tell her. I was so, I thought I was going to die. 
right on the on the ride there and i was sitting there thinking do i tell her this that you think you're going to die yeah yeah and, but i didn't because i was afraid she would drive too fast and kill us both so right. i just sat there almost motionless and you know just yeah. on the side we got there and I had to go to the ICU for a week. Wow. Um, and at this point, ICU is no fun, man. Hell no. It is yeah. no fun. So they, they do another biopsy. It comes back inconclusive. It wasn't until that very, very last day uh, that they, I think I'm getting better from the pneumonia. I'm right. Getting, I'm starting to feel better. Uh, I think it's, everything's good. And then they come back in there and the doctor says, um, well, I got good news and bad news. I'm like, Okay, it's good news. All right. Um, the, the good news is um, that we think we kind of know what's going on here now. The bad news is that you're going to have to stick around here for a minute. And I'm like, well, what's wrong? And they're like, well, the second CT scan, meaning the second complete visit of, of me being in the hospital, right, right, of your stomach, we have found a tumor. Okay, and and it's attached to your bladder. And I'm like, okay, so so. How, how did you miss this? I mean, is this is it small tumors? That's, a, that's why you missed it? Well, it's not small. I'm right. like, well, how big is it? It's 14 centimeters. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's huge. It's like softball size. Of course. And, and, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. They did a CT on me the last time I was uh, here. Yeah. Why wasn't that discovered? How do you miss a freaking softball sized tumor? Right. Wasn't even on the CT scan at all. So I go to the, they do a, uh, a test on that tumor. Right. And it comes back inconclusive. And then I have to, my wife, at this particular point, uh, my wife and I go to the doctor, to, to this guy, to the, the, the one doctor that was seeing me in the hospital. I don't have a, like a family practitioner. I don't right, know, right. somebody that I go to. This specialist, this specialty <clears throat> guy. I, right. Uh, so he, he told me, this was his words verbatim, look, this, I've never dealt with a tumor this big in my entire life, ever. Okay. Uh, I've been in, he said, I've been a surgeon for over 20 years. I can't, I don't feel comfortable dealing with this. We need to send you to an expert, to somebody right. like the, he said, he used like the house guy, the guy that knows how to deal with this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, when do you want to set this up? And I'm like, freaking soon as possible, man. Of course. Fucking yeah, man. Let's fucking soon as possible. Yeah. Let's get this shit. Um, December the 31st. Okay. That was the day. The day that, December the 31st, 2015, my wife and I went in there. He'd already gotten everything, uh, this doctor. And I went in there and... This uh, was to meet him? Or this was surgery? No, 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 no. Surgery and all that whole... None of that had come into play yet. Okay. So we're we're going in there. Well, no, that had come into play. We knew the surgery needed to happen. He was the guy that was going to have to do it. Uh, so we went to see him thinking we're just going to go to schedule the surgery. Right. That's how it was going to work. Right. And uh, when we get in there, whoa, what is that? I don't know. Is that better? Oh, well, now it's just me again. What the hell? I think we just blew a channel or something. Can, can you touch me mm. again? <laughs> what the hell? Wait a minute. I think something just happened. Wait a minute. Yeah. I, I, I see. I don't know if it was it. Was it the? Was it? it mm. What the hell is going on? You know what it is. It is that. All right. Hold, hold on. Don't let me, let me bust your ear. Yeah. God, the listeners are gonna love this. They're like, damn. What happened? What happened? Check. Check. One. Two. It is this. Fuck. 
Check. Err. Err. Damn it. Err. You know, a good podcaster would probably cut all that shit out. Mm, whatever, man. <laughs> so, I... I just because we were in the middle of this, I'll yes. just keep moving forward. Let's do it. There's, let's do you know, it. Yeah, let's keep pumping this yeah. monkey, and, and we'll just. Oh, that didn't sound right. That sounded almost terrible. Um, no, we'll we'll hump the monkey. Well, <laughs> well, so, so you did you did some you did some alternative Chinese treatments. So you <laughs> that's what that's what you're getting. All right, oh I hear my you. God, no. So <laughs> I, I I go into the the house guy, the specialist, the guy that's supposed to tell us what the hell's going on, and that, and that we're. Uh, um, that he's going to set up the surgery date. I'm like, okay. That's it. That's all we're going to go in there. To, and that's all we're going to hear. Right. And uh, my wife and I were in there and he's, he comes in and once again, you get one, one good news and bad news. Right. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Uh, what's, where are we going with this? And he goes, I don't think that this is, uh, I think that this is what is called liposarcoma. Um, okay. And uh, which is a, a rare form of cancer, I guess. Right. And he said, I, I am concerned because uh, the tests are, with the mass in your lung are right. coming back. He said, I think I, I have to do a PET scan on you before I can operate uh, to make sure that these two aren't connected. Okay. And I'm like, oh, shit. See, my, my mom died when she was 43 years old oh, of man. cancer. Wow. My sister died when she was 43 years old of cancer. Right. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, shit. Right. This has got me. Right. Um, and I freaked out a little bit because once I, once I fucking heard that, of it's, course. Like, it's, it's like you hear buzzing after that. And I was thankful that my wife was there. Right. Because um, I was like, fuck. And he's like, oh, so we need to schedule the PET scan immediately. And then we right. need to schedule the uh, uh, surgery. He said, we need to determine if they're, if they're not. I think he said if, uh, and I'm, I may be wrong on this one, but he said... We might have to treat you uh, differently if they are connected. So we need to figure that out first. Right. And I'm like, okay, all right. Um, and I went home and I'm like, fuck. So this is this is this is what we're looking at. And I I took a picture uh, of myself and I actually put it on Instagram that, that night. I was wearing a Star Wars shirt and said, "May the Force be with you." I look like death, man. Yeah. I look like death. Um, and I was scared. Of course. And um, uh, I was like, fuck, what, what, what the hell? And yes. then at that particular point, I was like, I, I, am, I am freaking starting a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I, what, I'm I, OCD, ADHD. I'm freaking obsessive. I'm so, I, <laughs> and I needed, I needed something to focus on other than that. Of course. So that's what I did. I started I and then I knew uh, Chris Hardwick was coming into town. Yeah, and uh, uh, I thought, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to 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 meet Chris Hardwick and I'm going to get him on my show. And that's that's how I'm going to do it because he was coming in like the second week in January. Okay. And um, I told them I wanted to put everything off till the third week in January so I could get the interview. So we were going to do right after that. Then it was going to be the pet. And then it was going to be, because he couldn't do the pet anyway, and there's the pet, and then it was going to be the surgery. It's like, okay, we, we'll schedule that. Right. I didn't even, I didn't even, had never met the man. Didn't right. know what was going to take place or how that was going to happen. Um, I did get to meet the man. I, I actually, 
freaking wrote him a note on a fucking napkin and said I right. put up I put up my cancer surgery for uh, a two weeks guy interview yeah. and uh, dude was a freaking gent literally came right back out and was like yeah come on let's do this and I'm like alright and uh, yeah yeah no Chris is solid man uh, he uh, he was a sweetheart absolutely sweet I got to and I, that's where I met April Richardson I didn't know who she was at yeah. the time, but she was in the room and everything and she was super nice she was my, my roommate's girlfriend for three years it was like a out in LA Okay. Was, um, yeah, so I know I know April very very well. Um, she's the only person I've ever seen eat Taco Bell sober. Um, you know what I mean? Like you know, some restaurants it's like it's only for drunk people. Mm-hmm. That's eighty percent of their business. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you just meet someone that actually just loves Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. Point is, it's Taco Bell sober is weird. Um, they, yeah, they're both they're both they're both wonderful. They're wonderful people. <laughs> So, so, uh, did I, I did the interview and, um, I had nothing left to hyper-focus on and I still right. had, I had the surgery in front of me. Um, and I started getting scared again the night, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but it's, it's the truth. Uh, the night before, uh, I did the pet, uh, and they came back, they called back and they said, uh, there's nothing wrong with your lung. Okay, so right. we're good. All right. So just the tumor lit up. Um, that's all they said. That's all. Right. That's all I heard. Uh, right. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, so we go in for the surgery, um, and I was scared, and I took pictures, and I've got like a scar from here to here, and um, I was, oh, got to go to the night before. So I'm fucking freaking out. I'm still hyper focusing. I'm scared to death. Right. And I'm not even getting ready for this thing like I'm supposed to mentally or nothing. You know what I'm doing? I'm writing a six page dissertation to freaking Chris Hardwick on <laughs> why it would be a good idea to 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 I don't remember what I called it to make this podcast uh, like Nerdist Nashville or something like right, that. Right, right, right. It was the fucking most ridiculous. When I, I, when, I, when, I, when I went back and read it, I was like, I was cringing. I was like, what the fuck? What did you do? Oh, uh, dude, we all, we all have done very cringy things, I think, in those circumstances. You know what I mean? It gets cringy. Oh, my God. It does. It did. You know? It was crazy. Um, Yeah. When you're dealing with, like, illness, you get real cheesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think? It's weird. Like, you get... Everything gets very epic and very, like, you know, hyper-important and it's... uh, Yeah. I mean, you're... You know, it makes you a little manic and it's like, yeah, man, I've done some real cringy stuff. You know, and the and the weird part about it is, and I've heard you say this before, and it's the absolute truth. Um, d- d- you find out real quickly what kind of person you are when you're facing these kind of situations. Yeah, like, I I knew immediately that uh, there was a lot of things I I, I wanted to do it. like fight. I'm gonna fight like hell, and I'm gonna come out. Yeah, you know. But here's, yeah. So here's the deal. Um, so I go in, I have the surgery, and we we wait like three days later or something like that and we get a call and um hey mike uh we got all the results out we got the tumor uh lipoma okay you know what that is no it is a tumor right fatty tissue uh benign okay not malignant wonderful i all i they still never explain why the weight loss they didn't explain why they didn't find the tumor the first week. Right. They didn't explain why uh, uh, the bouts of pneumonia or, or the mat. I did do just do a six month uh, CT though on that 
that mass. Right. There's no growth. So I don't know. There's just so many goddamn unanswered questions. Of course. What the fuck? Of course. Is this? Is it? Have you experienced anything like that in all that you've done? Because it sounds like you had some freaking really sharp people. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, man. Uh, you mean like? Are you talking about incompetence? You talking about a lack of answers? Yes. Of course. Of course. Like I um. <clears throat> so you know when I went in for. So I, I you know I was diagnosed with colon cancer, but it was not in my. Like, I did a bunch of chemo to shrink the tumor. Um, this was in January. Did a bunch of chemo, shrink the tumor. Then it's time to go cut it out. So what they're going to do to cut out the tumor is they're going to... Uh, the, the colon is weird because it it's just... It's not stuck to anything. It's mm-hmm. just like f- in you. It's just like floating around. So they have to cut it. And then sew it back together, you know, basically just shorten the tube, right? Take out the bad part, sew it back together. But it's the same tissue because it's the same organ, right? So it's very easy to sew back together. It's actually not, you can lose a lot of colon. It's not that hard of a surgery. So I go in, I'm like, okay, let's do this thing. And then I'm done with treatment. Then it's over. I've done, I've done all the chemo. I've done everything done with treatment. I get in there. I, uh, they, you know, start, start the anesthesia. And I, I fade out, start fading off, you know. And then when I come to, I look down, expecting a little scar, and I have an ileostomy. It's almost like a colostomy bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what, what's going on? And they're like, okay, so uh, the surgery was scheduled for four hours. It took 16. And they said, well, we found the cancer uh, in your rectum. So it's also in the rectal area. So the way that works, you can't cut that out. You have to sort of scoop that, carve it out. And it gets very tricky because there can be a lot of nerve damage. So everything immediately became different. They're like, you need to, uh, so now we have to do radiation. You need to go to a sperm bank. Mm-hmm. You're going to be having this, you're going to have this ileostomy for, you know, six months, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was like, well, here's the deal. I've had five colonoscopies in the last year i've had so many ct scans so many pet scans yep you never found this tumor you right. never found you right. didn't you didn't know what organ it was on right what are you talking about and then they they told me something about they're like well when you get a colonoscopy you know the camera stretches the th-. and i'm like no 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 because they would know that they would know that you guys this is in nashville or la this is nashville holy shit you know but it was but it's one of those things where it's like Everyone does have your best interest at, at heart. It's no, n- none of that stuff's on purpose. It's just like, you know, sometimes, man, stuff's weird. Like you have to get, I, I learned very early on to get multiple opinions, you know, and get like, talk to multiple oncologists, you know, multiple, like figure it out because it was, um, you know, that was like, that was weird. You know, I thought, I thought it's over. You know, I was going to get ready to go on tour again, do everything. And then they're like, no, you just went through all this uh, for the last, you know, seven months of your life. Um, Now, guess what? You have to do another like year. So there you go. Have fun with that. And it was the lack of mental prep. It was it was the fact that I wasn't able to. Well, it's like with you, like they never told you expect a different tumor. Right. So you get no heads up. Right. Um, They're not even looking for that. So. It was one of the biggest shocks ever. I mean, the the way I was even originally diagnosed was 
so terrible because it was like similar to you. I thought I was I was in severe pain. Mm-hmm. Um, thought I was dying. I lost forty to fifty pounds. Um, I was really weak, sleeping all the time. Yeah, and I go to a GI doctor, um, gastroenterologist, and he's like, "All right, look, I think you have Crohn's. You know, I think like no one even mentioned the word cancer. No one's no one ever brought it up." It was it was it was some sort of irritable bowel, diverticulitis, some something. Right. No one even brought it up, so we scheduled a colonoscopy. So I thought the colonoscopy sounds very similar to your hospital stay. I thought that was the end of my journey, not the beginning. Right. Right. I thought now I'm going to have answers. They can give me some the right antibiotic, whatever, and we'll fix this. You know that that's it. Like finally, I'll get a diagnosis of Crohn's something. And then I'm good. And uh, this was out in L.A. And then, like, I mean, I'll never forget that. That was crazy. Like, I go in for the colonoscopy. Um, I'm laying down. You know, I'm, I'm actually excited for it because it means I can eat again when it's over. Right. Because right. you have to, like, fast yep. the day before, you know. Yep. So I'm actually pumped. And I've already got it all planned. I'm like, dude, I'm getting huevos rancheros, man. I'm going to get, like, like I'm, I'm, like, so excited. And, um, you know, and then they start the... Uh, uh, the propofol, which is that Michael Jackson drug, you know, uh, which is some good shit. The best. Oh my god. The I wish best. I could do that every night to go to bed. No, me too, dude. Right. Me too. You know, um, if you had to like justify pedophilia to yourself, <laughs> like you would also be on propofol. But I, <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if that's what it takes to sleep at night. Um, but yeah, man. I so I start drifting off, and then when I. When I come to, I'm just in a room full of people crying at me, and it was the most surreal. It was it was night and day. It was like I, I I'm like, what's going on? Like I thought there'd been an earthquake or like a shooting. Seriously, I didn't know. I didn't know it was related to me. Right. right. I thought something happened. You know, the president was shot or something. exactly. Right, right, like right. everyone was just real bummed out. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. I come to. I'm like, is Obama good? Like what's going on? Right. Like, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's going on here? And. um you know, the, 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 the gastro guy comes in and he's like, he's like, look, so we found a really, really big tumor. Uh, how big was yours? Uh, my tumor was like, let me think. It's like, uh, 13 centimeters. I mean, it was pretty much uh, obstructing everything. Stuff was stretched around it Mm. to like, because that was my first symptoms. The first symptoms I ever had were, I started having to go to the bathroom a lot more and just taking like smaller shits. Holy crap. So you looking hindsight lies because I, I did the same thing. Like I was like, wait a minute. This son bitch was so like I would pee and the pee would split. Right. Never really thought anything about that. Right. I was getting hemorrhoids all the time. Exactly. Never really thought anything about that. But now, you know, I haven't had any problems like that since the tumor's been removed but it's like right. that makes sense you start looking back going why the hell didn't i catch that why didn't right I? well that's the thing i was getting so i was getting roids uh hemorrhoids you know i was but getting, you don't think that it's something worse you just think it's roids ex- well exactly but i never had them before and you know then but then you research it and it's well, like ster- and it sounds like we're talking about steroids <laughs> yeah no no uh, hemorrhoids but but then you research it and you know they're like hey don't be an asshole and sit in the toilet for so long. Quit reading a book, you know, exercise. And I'm like, okay, I'm an asshole. Oh, fine. You know, like the Mayo Clinic website yells at you, basically. Like, that's the thing. Every symptom I, I had, 
the the cure it never said you might have cancer the cure was like quit being a douche that's what the cure was you know it was like it was like yeah eat less beans you dick like that's what the website that's what webmd would say and i'd be like all right fine you know (laughs) um you know like have a salad go for a walk what's wrong with you i'm like webmd is an angry angry md um <laughs> this is a very bitter doctor. Did you ever feel like that where the damn doctors were getting their information? Cuz I felt like I, I'm like I'm like did, are you just guys looking at a, an application or something cuz you don't know your shit? I mean Oh, you know like when when uh, the nurse sees you mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay, and I'm going to leave and the doctor will be in shortly." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just giving them a list of shit to Google, dude. <laughs> They're in another room like, what the fuck? And they're like, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's why they have that 10-minute break. What do you think they're doing? That is hilarious. The nurse is like, I don't know what's going on with this guy's balls, honestly. I, dude, <laughs> like, um, yeah, man, of course. Like, they, I mean, they know their stuff. I, 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 uh, it depends who you get. I had a very, very sharp team, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, your mom's a doctor, so she she knew she's a who, doctor. She, she knew who to send you to. She well, she yeah, I got plugged in pretty well. I mean, I'm very very grateful for that. They um, and you know, I also liked that I had a, um, I liked that I had a younger group of people. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you get that like. A lot of people, you know, when it comes to healthcare, a lot of people think that the, the older, the yeah, older, the more experienced. Right. Right. But but stuff changes so quick. That that a lot of people don't realize, like that. Yeah, they don't even know the treatments anymore. You know, you get a guy like you like want an old guy working on your computer. Ether, take some ether, son. You know, like <laughs> we found we found a tumor hooked to your bladder, and now we're going to give you leeches. You know, you're like, no, dude. I uh, so you were in my same hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man. It, so it's it was weird. Um, it was really weird, but the symptoms were horrible, and then it. it it started getting to a point of uncontrollable pain and I was sleeping 20 hours a day, no, you know, and they did blood work and this way I was out in California. I didn't have insurance. I mean, I, I had this weird broke guy insurance. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have proper insurance. And then I just paid out of pocket to go to see a GI doctor. Cause I was like, I was like, look, I know this is something going on with my intestines. You know, I would go to like the free clinic and man, if you've never been to a free clinic, do yourself a favor, Mm -hmm. go down there. They think you either want heroin or you have AIDS. That's it. They're just mad at you when you walk in the door. Wow. Like, because I walked in like severe pain, like crippled over and they're Mm -hmm. like, we don't do pain pills. And I'm like, I'm not here for pain pills. (laughs) Like I need someone to please. Have you considered HIV? It might be HIV. And I'm like, you guys are the worst. So. Oh, wait. Now let me ask you this. You just mentioned a fun. Did you? I had to take multiple HIV because I'd lost so much weight and I was so weak. Yeah. They, they made me take HIV tests. Yeah. Did I do, Yeah. Well, they just test your blood for everything yeah. when you get, you know, I'd get so much blood work, but the big find from the blood work was that I only had 30% of the blood in my body that I was supposed to have. What? I was missing 70% of my blood. How, how, how's that even, how did you, did you not pass out? Well, so, so the way that stuff, cause I asked the same question, um, this kind of gross, but I'd been, I'd been losing just a few drops every day, not enough to notice at your butt? Out my butt. At your butt? <laughs> out my butthole, man. At your butthole. I'm bleeding out my butthole. No, I mean, just, you know, when, you, when you're sitting on the toilet, it just passes with everything else, and it's so little that you don't, it doesn't look like anything mm-hmm. weird. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even notice. Um, 
Now, if you lose a lot of blood really quick, like if your finger gets chopped off or something, your marrow, your body notices and immediately starts making more blood. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, shit. But if you're just losing a few drops a day, your body never notices. Okay. So you can lose over the course of a year, like 70% of your blood and have no idea. So that's when, so I paid out of pocket to go to a GI doctor. And when he saw my blood work, my blood work came in that day from the free clinic. They called him, told him what was up. And he's like, we need, he's like, this is Crohn's. You need a colonoscopy immediately. But no one had even brought up, I mean, I was 29 when I was diagnosed. No one brought up cancer. And, uh, this is 30. Okay. So, um, it was, it was crazy, man. It was it, absolutely turning, crazy. Th- turning 30, did it feel odd for you? Well, it probably felt great for you, but I mean, did, was it weird mm-hmm. turning 30? I mean, not really. I, I've, my 20s like sucked. Like I always knew, I always knew that it gets better. I think I like my, uh, most of my 20s were spent completely sober touring, mm-hmm. you know, all that. So sober touring, you were sober and touring. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't do comedy like screwed up or what I don't hit I don't hit the road like hit it all hard no, I, 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 like the cop the, well it just seems like there's a lot of partying going on there is but I you know I'd rather be like for instance after a show that's mm-hmm. the best time to write oh. more material yeah. that's the best time to sit and focus on what you did and how to do that and it's like if you just go get hammered after a show you lose all that you lose everything you learned shoot yeah um, are, are you a workaholic yeah yeah, I absolutely. You are. I absolutely. You're super driven, aren't you? Uh, well, I'm driven for different things now. Uh, that's been the tough thing with this illness. Ironically, is finding the drive again because it changes any any near death experience. And it's see, this is a weird thing about near death experiences, right? Like you have a near death experience, uh, like turbulence on a plane. That's one thing. Sure. But if you're really sick, like you were in the hospital, or something like that. It's a prolonged near-death experience. It's like a, you're having a near-death experience every second for a month or until you have answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's this prolonged experience. It changes your whole outlook, man. I mean, it changes your whole perspective, what's important, what you want to focus on, what, you know. And it's like, so now my stand-up, it's, it's, it's kind of like when I first started. It's just all about the art form again. I want to be, it has nothing to do with fame. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with any of that. I want to be as great at it as I can be. And that's kind of it. So yeah, all, That's beautiful what you just said. Because most people that I meet, because I've known a, a lot of people in entertainment, but um, or even trying to get into entertainment, they're like, I don't want to be rich or I want to be famous. I'm like, uh, that's the, I, that's, I get turned yeah. off as soon as I hear that. Well, it's horrible. Yeah, it's... The the dry I mean that stuff can happen uh, as a side effect right, of right. being great at it. Right. But if your only drive is I mean you know when I was out in L.A. there were so many people out there that move out there to act and all they do is you know network and schmooze and all this stuff and they they forget to learn how to act and right. then and then they suck they suck at acting. I've seen a lot of your acting. Uh, ugh. <laughs> Was, I never claimed to be a good actor. Well, I, you're, you're, but 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 you you can tell you worked hard at it. You know, you, yeah, you, but you, you you were definitely you had a goal in mind. <laughs> no, but I've never like taken. I, it's never been a goal of mine to be an actor. Really? I, no, no. The the only um, no, I would way rather like direct something. Okay, you know, something like that. I, I'm really into like cinematography. I have a great like camera setup um, and all that stuff, and I love shooting stuff. 
way with a gun or a cam- <laughs> camera with a camera we but are in the south well i like shooting with a camera people getting shot with a gun <laughs> um i make snuff films mike and um i'm here to <laughs> tell you about it uh, <laughs> and, and, and this is the last show <laughs> this is <laughs> my last show. i got a little surprise for you oh, buddy wow. um yeah i'm pretty big on snuff films that, I, that uh, is funny you know what's weird, man? Uh, there's a show on MTV called Ridiculousness, mm-hmm. um, and it's like an America's Funniest Home Videos type show, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I like wrote on it for a little while, and uh, one of the things you do when you write at a show like that, like a clip, like a Tosh Point or something like that, mm-hmm. is there's a there's another room full of people next to the writers' room full of researchers, and they find clips. Right. So there's only three types of clips that are funny that make it on those shows or funny is in big quotes, big Mm -hmm. air quotes. It's animals doing something cute. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're going to show that it's somebody getting brutally injured some way, like a skateboarding accident or something. Or it's someone doing something that you wouldn't expect them to do, like grandma's doing a strip tease. (laughs) Right. And those are the only three clips. That's that's it. So so your job as the writer is to figure out how to repackage the same shit over and over with a new joke. Right. Okay. So there's a room full of researchers that find clips. But the thing is, like everything on YouTube, all that's already been used. It's already been viewed. It's already been on some clip show. So every researcher, they're at these big IMAX. And they have their own weird sources It'd be like a, you know, um, a Bolivian blog that they find clips from or something. So every day they would send over like hundreds of clips, you know, um, it'd be like something like, like we would say, like, we want to see, like you, you would send over to the research room and be like, we want to see clips, funny clips of eating competitions, okay. something like that. And then, and then they'd come back. So my point is every day when I was on that show, we would accidentally see like 50 snuff films. Like we, we would just be watching this stuff and it'd be like, oh, that guy died. That guy for sure died doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be, it would be like, um, it'd be some like weird Kazakhstan version of YouTube and it'd be, uh, it'd be like parachute fail. Yes, you know, it's yeah, like, no, yeah. that dude just died. Yeah. That is, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've actually stumbled across <laughs> like a, a Mexican cartel um, uh, site that had like murders on it were like beheadings and things of like this. Like, right. Oh, gosh, this is what the hell? Why, how do I get out of here? Why don't yeah, like, you just, just trying to order some tacos? Now, <laughs> how old I wind up on this site? Someone delivery. Tacos, Taco Bell. Oh, oh, Jesus I'm Christ. sober. Um, uh, <laughs> They're very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you, you, you were born and raised in this area, right? I was born in Canada. Um, but, but you were raised here, right? Yeah, yeah. When did you move here? I mean, well, I was six months old when we moved to the states. You have dual citizenship. I do. Oh, cool. I do. Um, That's awesome. Because my dad, um, my dad was like super not into Vietnam, mm-hmm. so he's like, I'm going to Canada, and then he, um, <laughs> you know, banged my mom. Smart man. Then he banged my mom. Um. You know, uh, did all that, and then they, you know, they're married and uh, all that stuff. So they, so then we moved to North Carolina. How old is your dad? Uh, seventy. My dad's eighty. Mm. Holy crap! Yeah. So you're you're young. He must have. He must have. Is your mom? Is there an age discrepancy between your 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 mom and your dad? Yeah, sixteen years. Are you kidding me? Yeah, sixteen Holy years. Cow. Yeah, yeah. She was five when they. When they <laughs> um, no, no. She she was. Uh, she was like in college when they met, and mm-hmm. he was uh, in his thirties. He, he must have been a handsome dude. 
Um, I'm like a bear. We're just real creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are just real freaking creepy. Yeah, I think I, it's weird. Like whenever I tell people that, they're like, they're like, oh man, your dad must have been a real player. And it's like, why has no one ever considered my mom might have just been a huge whore? Whoa. No, I'm serious. I, I don't know. Like uh, people always want to like, like pat my dad on the back. Like what? He did pretty good for himself, huh? And it's like, yeah, maybe my mom just loved dick. I don't know. Oh my God. What? That, dude, it's true. That is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a valid point. I, I, I'm just not, you know, that's, that's, I would never say that about your mom, but I, I, I uh, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Cause she said similar things about you. I know. I know. Damn it. I, I didn't. I was. I was going to break that later on in the, in the show, but I. I mm. No. Um, Damn it! How did he know that? No, they're they're actually they're uh, they're like the coolest couple ever. They, they I you know look up to everything about their marriage. Um, and they're like night and day, completely. I mean, for everything from her that I've heard you say on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, she's she's very she's very private. And she's a doctor. She's very intellectual. And he's um, a songwriter, right? He's a songwriter. He owns a bar. He's like a biker guy. Mm-hmm. It's they're a total odd couple. People flip out when they find out they're married. Um, you know, like when when they meet the other one. Sure. Like my dad's friends meet her. Her friends meet my dad. They're like, what? what? Completely different. Yeah. 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 What uh, was it? Do you think that attracted them to each other? Um. I don't know, man. Probably, like, most likely cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to find the crossover of the two worlds, Uh like med school and bikers. Uh Probably cocaine. She she, she needed somebody to to, to work on and do, uh, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. No, she she thought he was very uh, charming and cool. And um, he could buy her beer. Sure, he can, he can buy her. exactly, exactly. Yeah, she needed rides from. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so then we, we went to North Carolina um, until I was eleven. Um, so that would have been ninety ninety seven. We came to Nashville, and you were eleven. Yeah, that was the year I turned pro. Turned pro what? Boxing. No shit. Yeah, I see all this boxing stuff. So what? What? I mean, is this not the most pretentious, freaking sad room? No, here? it's not. It's great. Uh, it's great, man. Uh, it's a great room. Yeah, I was. A, I was a former professional boxer. Everybody needs somewhere to chill out. No, this is. I. I gotta take this shit down. I, I, this looks sad. This looks like somebody that's just. You know, hanging on to something, and I. No, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's. I just sit in here and you know. <laughs> Sure. I'm just like, what? Is sure. Uh, as you, as you, uh, okay, now I'm getting nervous because you're really. Uh, no, no, that's just fascinating to me that you're a professional boxer. Yeah. That's, that's great. You were the honky tonk hitman, is that? That was it. Wow. That was it. That's what they called you. Yep. Did you wear a cowboy hat when you boxed? Or did you come out in one? What was your entrance? So, uh, funny, you should say that. Um, my very first fight, uh, I was living in my car. Okay. And uh, they offered me some money to fight a professional fight. And I thought, well, 200 bucks, I'll, I'll do that. Absolutely. And, uh, and I did. And I came to the ring wearing a cowboy hat. And the guy in the, I, you know, I was wearing swimming trunks, tennis shoes, and a cowboy hat. And the guy uh, in the front row uh, screamed, who are you supposed to be the honky tonk hitman? And they introduced me that way. Cause, and I came out wearing a cowboy hat to be a smart ass because I was like, I'm getting knocked out. I'm going out in style, you know. And yeah, I, and I, sure. And, and uh, I ended up knocking him out in the first round. And Awesome. And I and then with Greg Page, the former heavyweight champion of the world, uh, taught me into remaining a pro and doing that, and that's what I did. I was I was boxing professional and trying to launch my country music career at the same time uh, until I realized that uh, did not I was not a very good singer, not very good. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. I don't know. There's people that would argue with that, but, you know. I'm sure it's fine, man. I'm sure it's fine. So you're, you, you, you wow. The honky-tonk it, man. Mm-hmm. That sounds like I, you know, freaking lost my mind in a bar room, shot it up one night, didn't it? No, no. Well, <laughs> it is like an interesting, yeah. <laughs> he went postal up in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest mass shooting in Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, yeah, I did tell you I'm from Little Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> the honky tonk hit, man. Born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas, and, and then I, I moved up here. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, the, um, yeah, uh, 97. 97. So you, you moved here in 97. When did you graduate high school? I dropped out of high school. And oh, wait I, a minute. So so you are freaking super smart. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're, uh, super, you're, you're, you're super smart. Thanks, dude. Uh, you're, thanks, buddy. You're freaking super smart. Thanks, dude. You dropped man. out of high school. Mm-hmm. I dropped out in 04. That's when I was would have graduated. I dropped out like a few months before graduation. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stupid. Did, um, did you did you uh, did you did you get your GED? Yeah, yeah, I got the GED. Okay. Um, did you go to uh, Did you go to college? No, no, I didn't do any of that. I because um, I was like playing in bands. I was doing the you know I was gonna make it, man, doing the rock and roll thing. And um, and and this was why you were in high school. So mm-hmm. When did when did comedy come into play? Comedy came into play. Um, and how did it come into play? Uh, okay, it uh, so. I was 18. I was in Nashville at Belcourt Theater. There was a um, music festival that was a reunion show. It was like a three-day thing going on. They call it a music festival. It was one venue. You know what I mean? It was like a three-day concert. Um, for It was a reunion from this place called Lucy's Record Store. It used to be up on like church. Something like that. So anyway. Didn't they end up, uh, Lucy's Record Store, I may be way off base, but didn't they end up creating a record store out of a, a, a truck or something where they would go mobile? I don't know. So, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I, I was there and watching, I was there to see bands, you know, I was there to see these bands. And the in-between bands, uh, this comic would go up on stage. I'd never seen a comedian live or anything like that. I didn't know that was a thing you could do. I thought there were only like five comics in the world. Like I knew about Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe like Ray Romano. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was two thousand four. Like I didn't know. Okay. I didn't. It was just something I never thought about. Um, I mean, I watched Comedy Central all the time and stuff. I always loved comedy, but I knew you Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Were you, were you a big Saturday Night Live fan? Yeah, I love Saturday Night Live. I, but I, I was never. None of that seemed remotely possible to me. Because oh, that makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, had, yeah, yeah. I had no idea how you even, like, how how would you even start something like that? Like I have no idea. So I was seeing this guy, and it was like, um, he was bombing miserably. No one liked him, mm-hmm. but I thought he was hilarious. And I realized, uh, and he he was. I thought he was really funny. Um, I realized that this guy, what he was doing was more rock and roll sort of than any of these bands like he's up there he's not even cool enough for the counterculture and that is something that i really connected with because like for me being like a normal popular kid was never going to happen that wasn't going to happen i had to go like counterculture okay what, what do you mean by that uh, counterculture I, you know like weird stoner rock and roll kids mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying just because it's like the the, the little cross team was never going to 
hang with me. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wasn't a popular kid in school. Right. I so really poor. And, yeah. So I had to go. So I had to go other side of the tracks with it. Right. Okay. So I had to go punk rock, weird hippie scene, stupid stuff. Sure. Right. But I wasn't even cool enough for those kids. Oh God! Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally get it. Because all that, all those cliques still had their cool people. Right. So I wasn't even cool enough for the losers. Okay. And then I finally see this guy, and I'm like, that is everything that I've been connected with. Who was the guy? Uh, His name's Craig Smith. He's dead now. Um, Killed himself last year. Um, Jumped off a building. Nonetheless. Uh, he was very funny <laughs> and, and, um, he was very funny and, uh, he eventually did make a big splash. Um, <laughs> gallows humor. Uh, very go. His, his, actually his funeral was just, it was like a roast. It was just yeah. a roast. People just made fun of him. They burned him? For his, no, I'm sorry. yeah, sorry. no, it was a very, <laughs> sorry, it was a very, uh, very <laughs> slow cremation. Um, um, no, he he was great, man, and um, he actually the he found out he was terminally ill. It was the whole you know oh, okay. the reason? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that goes back to what we said earlier. You know, there's kind of two different people when they get faced with certain things. That they yeah, take different it's it's approaches. it's different it's different approaches. But um, uh, but I talked to him. I was like, because you know there were these kids. When you talked to him, did you get any hint that there was that he was coming to this? Thoughts of it was having issues they might do that? Um, well, I mean, this was 12 years ago or 11 years ago. I mean, no, he was a weird guy. He was, he was, um, oh, no, no, I thought you meant like you remained friends with him throughout the, I did. Okay. So, so I did. did didn't you talk to him right before it happened? I talked to him two days before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you pick up anything, you think? And looking back on it in hindsight? Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't have in the moment or you would have said something, but I mean, looking. Well, no, I mean, we had a, uh, we had a very long conversation two days before, um, where, yeah, I mean, he told me he was in a really rough spot. I offered him a place to stay, like mm-hmm. all the, you know, all sure. the stuff. Um, you know, I laid out my case for not doing something like that. Uh, the thing is he told, he told you he was going to do it. Um, well, he told everybody he was going to do it. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a burden to put on somebody, man. I, I get it though, man. It's, uh, he, he tell he, you how he was going to do it or he just no, 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 it was it. nothing like that. He was just like, he just said like, he's like, man, I'm, I might want out. And I'm like, what do you mean, dude? And then we went and we talked, we had a great talk. We talked for about an hour and, um, did you know that that was the last time you were going to get to talk to him? Of course not. I mean, I, I would have quit being friends with them anyway. I never would have talked to him again. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was going to be the last time either way. I was just, fuck that guy. But um, uh, No, I didn't know that. No, of course not. Holy shit. Um, yeah, man. You know, it's, 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 I mean, it sucks. I, I, I think if I was, was going to do something like that, I would look for, for like a Dr. Kevorkian or some shit. And I, think, I don't think I would have the guts to freaking jump off a building. I, I think I would be too scared. Um. Well, I'm scared of heights. I'm scared of a lot of shit, but sure, sure, yeah. That's um, kind of weird. Sorry. No, no, it didn't. No, I mean, he was just he was in a terrible place, man. You know, I mean, he was in an awful. I, I took you. I took you to a dark spot. Sorry. No, you didn't. No, no, not at all. I just, you know, he was in a horrible. Uh, he was in a horrible situation. Yeah, I, I would also go assisted suicide if I was gonna. Yeah, 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 gonna yeah. If I was gonna do that, if I was gonna make, and I do believe. Now, this is, uh, people are gonna be like, Michael, no, no, you wouldn't want to do that. That's listen to me. <laughs> if yeah. I was to a point where I knew, and I was in a lot, a lot of pain. I absolutely, I believe in, 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 in uh, euthanasia. Did I say that right? 
euthan- what? Euthan- euthanizing? Euthanizing? Is that right? You're talking about like assisted suicide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Euthanizing? You're talking about Asian kids. <laughs> you want... You're wrong. You're talking about sweatshops? I'm just making sure I'm saying the right word. Because uh, I know that you will call me out on it. You'll be like, hey... Uh, you're talking about Asian kids, right? and then like you're it, talking about Asian kids again. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's all you talk about. It's weird. It's, it is, <laughs> you know, it's weird. You're 16 years younger than me. I'm looking for them in Canada. No? Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I believe in it. I believe. I believe. No, me too. That, I believe that that should be. Uh, no, I think. Uh, I think everyone should have a right to. Uh, tap out you know if they want yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. absolutely absolutely man. um totally man um, i mean i believe that they you know there's i believe dr kevorkian was kind of onto something honestly yeah uh you know life's not for everybody man <laughs> it's not <laughs> you you're, you're, you're crazy man it's not dude um yeah so so uh, but i saw him he was a huge influence on me and okay. he was a wonderful wonderful guy and a great friend he is was, he who got you into comedy i mean yeah. he inspired you obviously by seeing a show but he, well he's he the one opened the door for you to yes he's the one that told me about open mics he's okay. the one that told me about all of it i mean i had no idea any of this shit was even in nashville i didn't know okay. um what year did you start open mics 2004 or was it, did you? Yeah, 2004. Okay. That was my first mic. And then I I did maybe four or five mics. Then I moved to Canada for about six months. Didn't do comedy, didn't think about it. I mean, I was no, still... I'm started up again. Uh, huh? I said, no, I'm starting up again. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, no, no, it's I'm okay. Reaching. No, you're not reaching. Um, you're not reaching at all. I, um, yeah. So you I mean, went to Canada for six months and then... Yeah, I went to Canada for six months um, to escape a draft that wasn't happening. And... Um, and then, yeah, I went there and lived with, like, my grandparents for a while when they were around, and then lived with one of my dad's friends. I wound up getting an apartment on this college campus. They just, like, assumed I went to school there. It was weird. Like, I walked into student housing. It's true. Okay. I walked into student housing at Queens University, and I was like, hey, um, I just got in. I'm looking for a place. And they're like, okay, we'll set you up here. Like, I had a dorm, uh-huh. but, like, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't at the fucking school. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it, was, it was really weird. But I was still... I was, <laughs> I was, I was still. <laughs> it's for sixth graders, you know. Like, was, right, <laughs> right. It was a little strange, but um, you know, I was looking for a wife, and I um, no, so I, but I was still playing music and stuff. Um, what, what do you? What instruments do you play? Um, I play uh, well, guitar mainly. I'm mainly a guitar guy. Okay. You know, um, acoustic, uh, lead, uh, um, a rhythm. What do, what do you? What are you? What are you oh, okay, that sort of. I I really like. Um, I'm not huge on lead. I mean, I can play it. Like I'm, I'm, I can, I can do a Zeppelin solo. You know, I can do the, the shit. Sure. But I, uh, I'm way more of a melody. Like I, like I, melody is more interesting to me than riffing. So okay. I'm way more into like, um, I'm way more into the Beatles than, say Zeppelin, because I'm way more into uh, how a song is pieced together. Okay. Um, so I was still doing all that, and then, but then I started doing mics again when I got back to Tennessee. Um, started up again. And what year was that? That'd be two thousand five. Okay. Started doing some shows, like some booked shows, you know, because other comics would book shows, like other comics would run okay. shows. They'd be like, "Hey, come do ten minutes." Which to me, that was a huge deal because I'd only ever done five. You know. Uh-huh. Started doing stuff like that. Started hanging out at the club here, uh, Zanies, and just started hanging, kept hanging, kept hanging. Um, I'd go and watch almost every night. Were you going to Chad Ryden's open mics? Is that where you started? Yeah. 
It's Chad Ryden's open mics. Yeah, at the bar car in Cummins Station. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, man, that guy has done so much for the, the, the local. No, Chad, Chad's like one of my favorite people ever. He's like he's, the ambassador of, he of is. Uh, comedy for the next He's an amazing, he's an amazing dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. He still runs great shows, you know. Um, you know, Chad, Chad's great, man. He has like a lot of pet squirrels now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't really. I know. actually had him on the show. He's been on the show. Yeah, he was on the show promoting uh, the the Broken Records show. Yeah, I uh, did. I did a few sets at that. It was fun. Really? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, okay, that, that, that's. I think that's around the time that you came on my radar, um, and because I saw you there. Okay, the deal with that is. A lot of people don't even own their own radar, and I'll jerk off wherever, man. That's, hey, and you know, if I'm gonna, I still jerk off the radar on MASH. So, I mean. If I'm going to come on your radar, I'm going to do it. Okay. And, um, you know, whatever, man. You came in my recycling bin. And um, <laughs> it's revenge. If anything, it's that's, revenge. That's right, damn it. It's revenge. <laughs> so uh, I started doing that. I started kind of touring around a little. Um, and when you say touring around, I mean, you just like were getting in the car and like. It was all car based yeah. at first. I mean, okay. this is back in the MySpace days. I mean, so I would, I would get in touch with the comedy club. Uh-huh. And I'd want to do like a guest set or I'd send them a tape. Sometimes I'd actually send a videotape, like a VHS. Okay. It's amazing how much shit has changed in 10 years. Right. It's mind blowing when I think about it. It makes it sound, it makes me sound so ancient, you know? I'm serious because it's like I'd send a tape. Well, I mean, as soon as you said MySpace, I was like, huh? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so I would, I was doing all that and going down to clubs and I'd go to Atlanta, I'd go to the punchline there and I'd go up to St. Louis and I would do all that. And eventually enough clubs sort of in the Southeast and Midwest started bringing me in as a feature. Um, so I was, you know, had that slot right before the headliner. Mm-hmm. They started bringing me in sort of on their own independently. Um, and it paid almost nothing. I mean, you sort of break even a lot of times it doesn't even come with the hotel room or something like that from the sure. club. Um, <clears throat> so it's weird, man. I would do the old like Bill Burr trick of, um, go to IHOP and buy, buy like they have bottomless pancakes. I got endless pancakes, mm-hmm. but it just sits in your stomach all day. So you just eat one meal a day. Mm-hmm. Like I used to do that. I would sleep in my car a lot. It was crazy. Anybody ever told you when you laugh, you sound like Bill Burr. Really? Yeah. Like I, like I, I, I yeah, absolutely. Sometimes when you, when you laugh, I'm like, God, it's just like Bill Burr. I hate that though. Why? Well, because he's the only one that's him, and I, you know, he's. I don't think there's. You think just? I mean, I guess yeah. There's only one Bill Burr. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's so good, and so many people rip him I don't off. Think that, I don't think that you're doing. But I'm, I guess what I'm, I need to back up and punt. I don't think that you do it intentionally. Of it's course, like, no, of course not. But I just your laugh. Uh, no, of course, I, I, of course, it's not intentional. But I mean, so many people want to be Bill Burr. He's kind of the guy right now that everyone wants to be, and it's like, uh, you know, it'd be like. Uh, it'd be like if when Gallagher was really big, if you're like, hey, man, the way you use that hammer really yeah, looks okay. like Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I apologize. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't. I think that's, uh, that's. I mean, that, I'll take it. I'll take it. Any any ways I can be more like Burr, I'll take it, man. Heck yeah. Um, no, that guy's, a, that guy's amazing. But um, So so you, you're doing stand-up at Zany's. How, how eat and I, yeah, Eat and I Hop, working at Zany's. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, what do you mean? Was it Andrew that that uh, got you up, or Casey, or or what? What? How did the old deal go? Getting in at Zanies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we are. Did you not? You weren't like getting up and act. Well, you you've already left there. You're you're on the road now, right? Yeah, but okay. I know when I originally started at Zanies, it was um, I hadn't even met Brian, the, Brian Andrew, the owner. Uh, okay. Um, no, Andrew was still in Florida at the time. Okay, okay. And Brian. So when I was there, it was the, there was a manager, the house manager, was named Rosemary. Okay. 
Um, and she was great to me. She'd put me up a lot. And uh, she really championed me and then championed me with Brian. And then when Brian finally saw me, he really dug my stuff. And then that's when they started getting me in to host. And, you know, it was just this weird system of getting vetted by people, mm-hmm. you know, until. Sure. Um, so when I was touring around, I wound up in Seattle, loved it there. And I was like, I want to move here because I wanted a city before L.A. Mm-hmm. or before New York. I wanted an in-between city. Um, on my way throughout all of this, I somehow got myself a last comic standing audition in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, this is as I was moving to Seattle. So I was driving a PT Cruiser with all my shit in it. And I'm, I'm in San Francisco, Cobb's Comedy Club. And I'm auditioning for Last Comic Standing. And I, I make it. I get on... I get on the show. And then that immediately helps me. Then I was Im- immediately like moving into Seattle as a guy with a TV credit. Were, were you, were, what year were you on that? 2008. So I was 22. Okay. I was a kid, man. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was weird, you know? I don't think. And you were ready? Of course not. But I mean, I, <laughs> no, man. I mean, I had, I, I was good for that format because mm-hmm. I had enough short little jokes. I was, I was in fact so unready. I was so used to short sets. I'd done so many just mics mm-hmm. that a lot of my jokes were just these short little zingers, which mm-hmm. is perfect for a format like that. Uh, okay. So they loved it. Uh, it, it, my own lack of professionalism served me there. Okay. Um, so then, cause now, I mean, I would tank on last comic standing now. Now I have jokes where it's like, you know, it's this long, complex bit or it's this rant about something. And and the thing is, when you're doing shows like that, you're doing two minute sets, uh-huh. you know, and so I'm not I, it's like I'm not that format. Um, I, well, it's funny that you should say that. So I, I, I it's the first time I opened mic. I didn't know what I, cause I, didn't, I didn't know how to write a joke or anything. Sure. No. And I've only done two open mics. OK. Uh, and then I actually performed my first show last night. Um Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Was Where was that? that? Uh, Douglas Corner. Uh, awesome. For Tim Northerner. Tim. 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 Northern. Northern. Tim's great and uh, super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, um, Douglas Corner's doing stand up now. Doing stand up. It or? was for this night. There was like there, we like there was a comedian that would come in for every single uh, after every single band. They had bands in there too. Oh, cool. So it'd be a band, then be a comedian, and be a band. And be a comedian. Right. And uh, I, you know, I didn't know. First of all, I knew I had to have fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. And um, I'd only done two open mics. Right. And I didn't know how to write a joke or put it together or anything. And, and, and I was kind of like what you were talking about, how you like writing these long form stuff. Yeah. That's what I was doing. And I didn't know how to work that in there. And it wasn't working at the open mics. I'm like, this is not, this is going to get me killed. Well, make a long story short or longer anyway, uh, I go out there and um, I'm not, and I didn't do 15 minutes last night. I did 25. No shit. And wow. and freaking, they're laughing. So I, I I keep waiting for the light, thinking there's gonna be a light to tell me to wrap it up. Yeah, no light ever came. Right, and it was over. And uh, Tim's like, "Hey man, uh, you ever thought about doing this?" And I'm like, "Doing what?" He's like, "Doing comedy, man." You and I'm like, "No." He's like, "Well, first of all, uh, if you do it again, you need to make sure you're doing 15 minutes." Right. He said, because uh, if you'd been bad, I'd have yanked you off, I'd have, I'd have pulled you off there. He said, but uh, you, you did a really good job, man. He said, that's why we let, let you stay on, because you, you, yeah. you had them. As a matter of fact, he, what he, let me, I put the quote up today. He said, you went out there uh, throwing punch after punch like a boxer and kicked their ass. And I was like, 
Something up with that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Honky Tonk Hitman returns. Yeah, maybe. With yeah. his words. With, 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 I can beat your ass with my words. Using his wit. Using my freaking wit. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't know. No, I, I, it, it was fun. It's a. It's a. It was a. It's a lot of fun. But, it's uh, a rush, man. But it's a rush. You, when you were talking about building those jokes and writing long form and short form and all that other other kind of stuff, yeah. As soon as you said being on the television show, I completely got it. You know, because the writing those short jokes, right. you only get like four minutes, right? The four minutes is a long. You get. I mean, you're when you do Last Comic Standing, uh, the set that gets you on the show. The audition's like 30 seconds, and the set's like two minutes. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. Holy shit. I, I've never seen Last Comic Standing, so... Well, I, well, I mean, no one's going to go longer than five minutes. They'd have to have another commercial break. You know what I mean? It's 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 absurdly short sets. Holy crap. You know, if it was, I mean, if it was a real comedy show like that... I mean, comedy competitions are ridiculous to begin with, mm-hmm. but if it was an actual thing, it would be like... All right, let's see someone's hour. Let's see it. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's do it. Do this. You know. Yeah. But then they would just have a special instead. I mean, that. Right. So who cares? Um, yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's I, weird. So I, I I looked for you on YouTube uh, for Last Comic Standing, and there there I didn't find. I couldn't find anything. There's some stuff. Um, I don't know. I can send you a link. I I don't. <laughs> no, I can. I mean, I don't. I don't uh, own any of that or like have any of that. Oh. You know what I mean? That's all like NBC. You you know, okay, so you didn't record it when our DVR or anything? This before. I mean, it's 2008, man. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. There, yeah. There's like no way to even. True. Like it was like after VHS recording, but pre-DVR. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's, How did you learn to write a joke? Did somebody teach you? No, I just would listen to a lot of comedy. Okay. Um, I listened to a lot of Hedberg. I listened to a lot of Emo Phillips. I listened to a lot of short form comedy. He was just here. Yeah. Yeah, emo's great, man. And, um, well, you know, and then uh, they just sort of, I don't know. I mean, I still don't, I, I'm still not totally sure I know how to write a joke. I still don't really know what a joke is. Okay. Well, I, I, like, it's weird. It's it's such an abstract thing mm-hmm. um, to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, all you're doing is you're saying something that's implying something else. And it's it's fucking weird. It's a weird way to talk. Right. It's a really weird way of communicating. Right. Right. Um. I don't know. That's why like like sociopaths like don't get jokes. They're like too literal. They really don't. They like don't understand humor. So, but they're kind of onto something because it is like a stupid way to be. Like it's right. like like it's stupid. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, man. Um. So how did you get to L.A.? Um. I flew, man. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, no, no, I I took the old helicopter. Um, my dick, my dick's tired. I um, <laughs> no, that was good. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, uh, Another dick joke. Thank you. Uh, so I was um, when I was in Seattle. Uh, Kevin Nealon. Uh, wound up, I wound up making really good friends with him and touring with him. Um, Guy from Saturday Night Live and Weeds? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we would do a bunch of shows together and stuff like that. And he was the first one that was like, man, you should, you should come to L.A. Because I would go there and do shows there, but I would only just be there for a week at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got into the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal as one of the new faces, which 
that's like a cool thing, like as a comic, you know, it's like performing at a, I don't know, it'd be like if you're a band like playing, uh, you know, playing CBGBs or something. It's, it's like a, it's like a cool rite of passage as a comic. Sure. You know, it's like a cool thing where, where the whole industry sees you and all that. So that's when like I, I went into that and then, then that's when I got management and agency and all that, all the bullshit. And uh, yeah, that, that got me to LA. I just lived in North Hollywood and, um, you know, would send in my avails to the clubs every week and do all that. But like I said, I mean, I, I wasn't really big on acting. Like I did, uh, I only did uh, one audition and I like got the part and that was it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was even like told, told my manager, I'm like, but that, like I did good. Like I got the part and, and um, so shouldn't I like be doing that more? And, what was it? What was the, uh, what'd you get on? Uh, Parenthood oh, show. Yeah. My wife used to love that show. Um, okay. I thought, I thought, thought coach, it was, had a coach on it, I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you play on there? Just some stoner dude. I mean, it's like every, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't even smoke pot. So it's like a, every, you're, you're, no, no, Strasburg. no, I'm no, if I was method, I would have been playing a chronic masturbator, but I, uh, <laughs> Playing, <laughs> that was good. I was playing some stoner guy. So, oh my gosh, um, it was weird, man. It was weird, and yeah, that got me there. And uh, then you know, there I was. And then, you drink? No, no. You smoke cigarettes? Yeah, still S- some. Yeah. When I, I I some I used to drink and smoke, and after I got sick, I, I haven't I haven't had a uh, I haven't had a cigarette or a drop of alcohol since December seventh. That's awesome, man. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go back and never drink again. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I So I was sober for seven years, and then I drank again. I like kind of relapsed. <laughs> Would you call it that? But I mean, I was never like... It wasn't like a problem. Yeah, because I said, I was never in the program yeah. or, or anything like that. Yeah. So... Well, do you have people every... When, like, when I say I don't drink, I, I quit drinking. Right. They always ask, well, so you had a problem. Yeah, they want a big story. Right. And mine's right. mine's very boring. Right. I was, right. I was like, I was like, like makes you gain weight and stuff. I don't know, man. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then, then I did about six months of like hardcore drinking. And that, that it was kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this was a couple years ago, and then eventually, it is, just, that, is that when when the the girlfriend was that the that whole thing that went down? No, it was like after that. Okay, but it was also like, it, it was it was actually a different. I just gone through a different breakup, a post girlfriend breakup. Okay, so it's always post girlfriend. But no, I I was in this horrible relationship that really sucked and fell apart as it should have. Mm-hmm. Then I was in this, then I was with this really awesome girl for a little while and I fucked that up because I wasn't like ready yet to be in a new relationship. She was great though. And then I fucked that up. So then there was like the guilt of that. Right. I don't know, man. I was just, I was on the road. I was in Asheville. Uh, what did you do to mess it up? What the, I, I was just like too insecure. I just wasn't ready yet. Right. You know, like you, you need some time, man. If right. you go through like a breakup or something, you just need some time. You can't hop into something all like... I don't know, man. It's it's like not fair to the new person, right? Because you're probably not fully over. Still, it, yeah, yeah. You you're know? still carrying that shit from the last one. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. fair, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't be at your best, so I kind of screwed that up, and that sucked. But whatever, whatever, man. Um, and then yeah, I started I started drinking again, and that became like it sucked. I mean, it's it's not like one of those things like a like a problem where oh I can't stop this. It was one of those things where it just makes me a little miserable. Mm-hmm. 
um, but lightly so. It's never been that epic with me where it doesn't like ruin my life or make my life awesome. I'm just slightly less creative. Mm -hmm. I'm slightly more tired. It's just kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's not really for me. Now the problem is I do still smoke cigarettes sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, says the cancer patient. Um, and that's no man. Very unique logo. Very unique. Very unique. Um, I should be a lobbyist. <laughs> I'm still doing this, and I'm. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, but I'm uh, now. I'm starting to like run again and all that stuff. So then that's that's gonna have to fade out too. Because right. anything that messes with your lungs, man, you can't exercise properly. Right. Um. And, you know, lungs are great. You need them. I found this out. You do. You need them. I found this out the hard way. Whenever you're hooked up to, uh, uh, you know, oxygen in in a bed because you can't breathe, uh, I think it's just the worst feeling in the world. I know. I know. I know now that that if I don't get hit by a car or, or, you know, murdered, uh, something stupid or crazy, you know, uh, that I'm going to die. My lungs will be what take me. I know that now. You need to breathe, man. It's important. Uh, uh, it's really important. I don't mess with ball gags anymore. You know what with, I mean? With, did you say ball bags? Ball gags. Any of that. You know, you got to breathe. I'm not into it. I will not. I will no longer let. I will no longer let a girl choke me. Um, um, it's just, you know, you got to breathe. Cancer's changed everything, man. To everything. I'm no, no longer belting <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right, I, I, I get that. I get it. So, so you, 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 when you were in LA, uh, you, you, you got in there pretty quick. Uh, how long were you in LA? Five years. Five years. So, you are part of one of the. the, the this is a super popular uh, podcast, uh, uh, probably science. Yes. How did how did that whole thing come about? This is my roommates, man. Okay. I mean, we just like lived. You're together. just sitting around. You're like, hey, I just. No, it was originally um, my roommate Andy. And our buddy, Matt, Matt Kirshen, they started a podcast with this guy, Brooks Whelan. He was the third Mm co-host. And then Brooks got on Saturday Night Live as like a cast member. So he had to leave the podcast. Um, And I was, I'm the roommate. I live there. I mean, I was just, you know. (laughs) You got it by default. Sort of. Yeah, they would just they would just be like, oh, we're recording. Jesse, you want to come be on this one? I'm like, oh, okay. And then eventually I was just on enough of them. Uh, we're like, I guess you're the third host. I'm like, okay. But it was a great spot to be in because I didn't have to research anything. If anytime we had an author on, I never read the book. I never uh-huh. did anything like that. I didn't care at all, but like in a good way. Uh-huh. And it kept it very fresh, I think. Okay. Um, it was a good, we had a good dynamic. Were they um, comedians too? Yeah, they're both comics. Okay. Um, yeah. You, now, is that, is, that, is that the term you use? You say comics or comedians? Or I just, I just say or? comic just because it's less syllables. But I mean, you, it, there's no proper... I'm country, so I just can't. You say comedians, you say comics. You say, come on, funny man. <laughs> come on, funny man. You say entertainer, humorist. <laughs> you humorist. Um, uh, so so you, you you do that, and uh, y- y- y'all got some great guests. How the heck did you, did you pull all that off? Um, just We just know. I mean, you, you just do comedy for a while. You start knowing all those people. Just, okay. You know, I mean, right, we, right. We, like, that's the weird thing about, about comedy is, like, uh, Amongst ourselves, there's not much starstruck type stuff going on. So it's like I'll, right. I'll be really good friends with people, and I'll, I'll forget that they're famous right. to most people. Right. 
because we're all just comics in a comedy club doing sure. like we all put up with the same feelings on stage. We all deal with the same stuff. Now, mm-hmm. there's some people that are like huge stars now, but it's still you can still just call it like look at like Amy Schumer. She mm-hmm. does like arenas now right. internationally. But I mean, we used to do like open mics in New York together. It's like right. that's that's Amy Schumer. Like it's not a big deal. But then you f- you forget that. So you feel like Nashville might have trained you for that because I mean we're kind of trained here to not treat people like a big deal. You know, we're kind of trained here to you know dot Johnny Depp walks into the restaurant. You don't make a big. You just continue doing your own crap. You know, I don't know. Well, to- no, totally. Nashville has Nashville has a ton of star power, so it's not yeah. it's not a big deal. But. Um, so a lot of that. So you had a huge jump, I guess. On, on you know, at least I guess. I guess, but um, but a lot. Of, so a lot of the guests, like we wanted some big guest. It was weird because it was like, you know, we would think, okay, who who are our friends? And then a lot of times, a lot of our friends just also happen to be famous people. But I mean, we've known them from before. Mm-hmm. But then it's like they're like, oh man, we we like forget. So to us, it was always just a show where we would just have comedians on and stuff. Uh, and then every now and then we'd get these crazy jumps and downloads and we'd be like, oh, I totally forgot that person is like a huge star. Oh, yeah. Because um, they're just like this dude we know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, it's like, I guess they're like a huge deal now. That's that's weird. Um, and you, you forget that stuff. It's it's insane. So so after you got sick and you came back home and um, mm-hmm. and, and you started uh, Jesse versus cancer. I, and it yes. didn't dawn on me. Until in the middle of this conversation, as we are as talking about this, uh-huh. did 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 you create Jesse versus cancer to hyper focus on something other than your illness? Of course, of course. Yeah, I wanted to. I needed something to not go nuts, man. Like I was going to. Um, I knew I wouldn't be able to do stand up for a while. I knew I was going to be really, really sick. Um, I knew all of that. I had always toyed with the idea of doing my own podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I started it, I originally thought, you know, it's it's dark, but I originally thought, um, I, di- I didn't know which way it was going to go. Like, when I mean, I was diagnosed at stage four, man. There's a 10% survival rate of stage four colon cancer. And there's no other stage, right? That's it, man. That's, that's, it. that's, that's the end. That's it. That's the uh, last stage. <laughs> yeah. So, um you know, I thought, okay, this, this 10%, you're in the 10%, man. I know brother. So th- that's, that's weird. That's what, because then it was like, most likely this is going to be me documenting my death, preparing for it. And and I had episodes like that where like, really, what? really? That, that's how you, you, you got, well, because, well, no, I mean, I was like, okay, so like for, there was an episode where I was, um, I talked about filling out my will and how weird that was. Right. You know? But it was also, it's a comedy podcast. So I needed that. I needed something to hold on to. It was like funny and weird. Like, how can I not let this experience defeat me? Because it can be so defeating. I mean, if, you know. You beat it. It should now be Jesse beats cancer. Jesse beat cancer. Jesse kicked cancer's ass. Well, it's still versus cancer because now it's against other people's cancer. Now oh. I'm fighting. I'm fighting all the cancer now. Oh my god, that is awesome. Most yeah, because cool. you 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 pull in money and you give it to uh, uh, the hospitals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the the. Uh, I don't give it to research, which is weird. I give it to the charity lists, so people that don't have health care can 
uh, get free treatment. You're helping people that were in your situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, um, it's very indiscriminate, man. It, it Like, it hits everybody. That's the weird thing. It's this great equalizer. I mean, you go down to the clinic, um, down to the cancer clinic, and it's like, I mean, yeah, it's mainly more elderly people, mm-hmm. but dude, it's everybody. It's right. people that are, you know. It doesn't discriminate, as you just said. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Little, little kid. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No Jews, though, which is weird. Oh. But aside from that, <laughs> they don't get cancer. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> aside from that, um, I got to get going in a minute, dude. Okay. I got to meet my buddy for dinner. All right, man. I'm All sorry. Right. Um, um, now, I want, I thought last, we're going to wrap this up, but I, I okay. want to know what's Three next. inches. Oh, what's next? Um, <laughs> what, what's next? Where Where are you going now? Because you need to get back to L.A. How do we get you back to L.A. doing what you're doing? Or are you going You want to get me out of here? What are you talking about? Well, you're no, kicking me out of your town? Man, you're freaking funny. You, you've got something. Man, you got something. No, I know, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll be fine. My career will be fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, it's all right. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, man. So, so I'm going to be seeing you around at open mics. Yeah, I'm gonna be around here. I'm gonna be around here for a minute, and then I'm gonna open for you someday. Sure, no, that's, I'm, that's the deal. I'm gonna be around here for a minute, um, for a little while, because I want to get my act really sharp again before I hit the road again, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna hit the road, and then um, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm always gonna have a place in L.A. I still, I mean, I still have a place in L.A., um, but I might, I might sort of be by coastal. I might be in New York for a minute. I really need to get to Europe. Um, I like, I have a weird amount of fans in Australia and that's freaky, but, but it's the same thing. See, here's why it's that same thing of just being friends with people and forgetting they're famous Uh. because there are a lot of Australian comics that I didn't even know were a big deal over there because, uh, to me, it's like, we'd be down at the improv in Mm -hmm. Hollywood and we're both performing in this room that's half full. Mm-hmm. Little do I know they sell out the Sydney Opera House when they're in Australia. It's crazy. So, yeah, so a lot of those comics are like, are like, um, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, good. It's crazy. Anyway, I so, think we, I, I, we're, we got an engine. We're good. We're good. Um, but a lot of those comics are like vouch for me or something or have talked about me or something. And then those people got onto my podcast and then stand up. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. I need to go to Australia. Um, Right now, I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be around Nashville for a little while. Uh, I'm gonna be at Zany's a lot. I've been doing all that. Okay. You know, uh, I post all my shows on Twitter. That's at Jesse Case. <laughs> at at Jesse Case. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jesse. dude. Thank you, man. Hey, thank hey, you. Can you can you tell everybody dream big, everybody? Dream. Oh, is that how you close the show? Yeah. That that's that's what I, I live every single day. To the freaking fullest now. I mean, I, I yeah. Uh, uh, after that happened, that's that's my yeah. goal is to live. Damn it, my goal is to buy a damn work in this shit. But yeah. anyway, my, my goal has and since has been just to live every single day the fullest. I've accomplished more in the last six months than I felt like I have in the last ten years just because I'm living now. Yeah. So and, what was uh, the what was the catchphrase? A dream big, everybody. Dream big, everybody. Okay, <clears throat> let's do it. Dream big, everybody. <laughs> Dream big, everybody. Let me pull my pants back up. Hey, man. Tonight, when you lay down your little head on that big old pillar, you close them eyes, you go off to sleep land, I want you to dream big, everybody. Dream big out there. All right. You got big dreams. You can do it. Martin Luther King had a dream. And it was a big one. 
I'm not sure we've totally pulled it off yet, but it was a big, it was a big dream. <laughs> oh, I can tell you, we have not. We're get we'll get there. We need to get there. We need to get there. We need to get there quick. Absolutely. We're, we're going to get there. Uh, no, dream big, everybody. That's a great. That's a great thing. Yeah, do it. Yeah.